0: Right, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit chilly, Joe, and I have I dressed too. more for the weather than you have. <laughs> Joe is wearing a beautiful floral shirt over a, a Dolly gorgeous Parton t-shirt. Dolly Parton t shirt, so you know it's a good aesthetic. But we are on a slightly windy, chilly day in the Portsmouth harbour area. There's a
1: very optimistic ice cream van parked up over there. But, um...
0: <laughs> now, as a Portsmouth native, Joe, is this the kind of weather that we can expect?
1: I, I wish I could say no, but I think it is, yeah. This this is Portsmouth. I, yeah, I walked in here today thinking, I'm going to show Lucy how wonderful Portsmouth is and how beautiful it is. And Because I'm very proud to be from Portsmouth and I'm proud of the city. First thing I saw was a seagull eating a dead pigeon. But I walked <laughs> in there. and I thought, ah, this is my hometown.
0: Well, there are two sides to it. It's yeah. beautiful and it is incredibly impressive. I've never been to this area of Portsmouth before and a couple of things I didn't realise. Firstly, that there is a working naval base here. So you walk in from the train station and you do actually walk past proper barbed wire and there's a a thing about the security threat is heightened i
1: think it's been heightened for a while yeah Uh, and did you i didn't uh, know this do you know the victory is a commissioned naval ship is that right I think that's like right. I think they can that's still my fact. press it into service. Yeah, things Sydney. get really tough, they could be sent out to, to go to war.
0: Yeah, because I thought, look, now this is going to show how lacking my historical knowledge is. I was looking at that and I was going, is that the Mary Rose? And I'm like, oh no, that's a couple of hundred years <laughs> too late. So the Victory is the first thing you see.
1: The Victory is a commissioned naval ship. That's what has the ensign flag on the back.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And that up. was Nelson's. Yes. That's about all I've got so far. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Warrior is the other one, and the Mary Rose is undercover.
0: Yeah, because we haven't actually seen the Mary Rose. at Not the yet, night, no. So. Uh, well, I can't wait to get inside, to be honest.
1: Me neither, Cause, partly because I'm cold. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's get you in your floral shirt inside, inside, in the warm. Hi, I'm comedian and writer Lucy Porter.
1: And I'm comedian Joe Wells. And this is Meet, Meet Me, Me at, at the, the Museum. museum. <laughs> we love
0: it. Okay, well, here we are. Walking through. Going in. Oh, I tell you what, I like the uh, the gift shop. They're straight in with the shortbread, which I fully approve of.
1: I like it a lot. There's a and there's a man who I think works for the museum who is dressed in Tudor gear.
0: Yeah, a bit of velvet, mm. some hose. I hope and he works bridges. for the museum. <laughs> no, no. I mean if I, if I like dressing up in Tudor costume, I would just this come and This is where hang you could around. come. Yeah. Yeah. Nice as cafe. There's a gift shop. And there's some friendly looking ladies on the reception, so I think we should head in. Hello, we have our national art passes. Yes, that's absolutely fine. So you get 50% off your annual Mary Rose ticket, okay? And it's valid for the whole year, so you can come in as many times as you like. So I'll just get your ticket, okay? Oh, we shall be back. That's good to know. We can come as many times as we like. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, hopefully you do. (laughs) All right, there you go. And enjoy your visit. Thank you you very very much indeed. Thank you. Okay, so, Joe, I wanted you to come here, A, just to hang out with you and have a great time. Thank you. B, because, obviously, you live locally and you might be able to bring some Portsmouth knowledge to the whole thing. I'll try. Um, But also, I know very little, Okay, I know that the Mary Rose was a Tudor ship that sank and then they brought it, or some of it, I don't even know what we're going to see or how much we're going to see, but I know we're going to see some actual ship that was at the bottom of the ocean, and we're also going to find out about some new revelations about the people who are on the ship, which has come to light in recent times. So that's all I know.
1: I was told that they, it sank because they moved over one side to Wave as they were going out of the harbour. <laughs> and that was what was taught to us at school. I don't think that's true now. It's one of those things which I learn, and as an adult, I've realised and that's probably not oh the reason. God, I hope reason. True.
0: I really hope that we saw So they all went over that to that wave that's to that's the true. king, Bye. and it tipped it over,
1: yeah. but um,
0: So we, there's a lot for us to find out. Also, I know nothing at all about the Tudors. Joe, I am excited.
1: I am too. I've, I was 10 years old, I think, when I last came here, wow. and I remember very, very little from it. It's it's the only fun. thing I remember, and I know this is bringing the tone of this podcast down, but there was <laughs> a big model of henry the mm-hmm. eighth and he had like a big uh, i guess like a cod piece yeah and class of 30 10 year olds that was the <laughs> funniest thing that we'd ever seen um still the, funniest the 46 thing year seen.
0: old woman here still really <laughs> amused by the it, idea of a massive i'm very excited pick. about
1: seeing it again <laughs> I think I've seen some of the greatest comedians in the world, but nothing is as funny as, as that model. Uh,
0: the, King's, the King's codpiece. Is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that wasn't what I was excited about, but now, actually, funnily enough, I am. Because, well, I mean, I love something that you can get to grips with and touch and <laughs> walk through. Not the cod codpiece. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I love to be... Able, but I love a museum where... You know you're sort of in amongst something, and I kind of feel like we're going to get to actually feel like we're on a ship at some point. Right. Well, let us hold off no longer. Let's go and have a look at that cod piece. Let's go. And indeed, the ship. <laughs> Let's head in. Right. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's a. It's dark actually. So these stats are here. Henry VIII's warship Mary Rose, thirty-four years as a king ship, four hundred and thirty-seven years underwater, thirty-five years in conservation. So that's from launch in fifteen eleven to dry at last in twenty seventeen.
1: Because when I remember, I came here as a child, and that was before it was dry at last. Yeah. And it was there was a lot of fog. That was mainly what I remember was seeing. Was it being as a hosed
0: down at it the was, time? Yeah, because yeah, had to keep it wet.
1: And I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think they're allowed to have lights, a lot of lights on it.
0: So okay. it was all in the dark. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll see how dark or otherwise it is. Yeah, cuz raised 1982, that's what I remember seeing on the telly. I remember the the hoo ha Okay, so here we are, and I have to say, first impressions of the museum. What's the first thing we see?
1: We see the codpiece. Isn't that That's
0: amazing? <laughs> they know what the public want, don't they? And look at me. So there's a Henry VIII, as we remember him, big and fat, and with an enormously protruding.
1: That is very I funny, mean, isn't it?
0: Good lord, it's like he's thrusting it at you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so he's dressed in his fine furs and ermine. Should we a go bit and? Kind of
1: gangster rap to the look, I think.
0: Let's go and have a look. Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know this is a kind of medallion. It's got H's in the... I don't know.
0: Yeah. That can't be historically accurate,
1: can it? To have H's? That's like... That is something a, a rapper would have. It
0: really is, isn't it? And the fur coat absolutely is a kind of rapper accessory. Um, but the tights very much not.
1: Dior, I... When I was at school, we had Tudor Day. Yeah. And... My mum told me the Tudors, the men, all wore tights. So all the other boys in the class, they'll be wearing tights as well. Oh, and I'm like, no. are you sure, Mum? Because I don't think the other boys will wear tights. Oh, the other boys weren't wearing tights. <laughs> and uh, I was the only one that went in wearing tights.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> a massive codpiece. Yeah. <laughs> all the other boys just had codpieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Joe, do you know what, though? That's made you the man you are today, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's
1: made me a comedian. <laughs> It's always nice for me now going to museums as an adult because I didn't properly enjoy them. I didn't enjoy anything growing up. So yeah. now I can go back to them and and, um, and enjoy them, enjoy the things that I should have enjoyed when I was a, a child. So I had a, a, quite a difficult childhood where I had um, lots of mental health problems. Mm-hmm. I had OCD, struggled with that a lot. And as an adult, I found out that I was autistic. And it was one of those things where you look back on your childhood and go, oh, of course, that's mm-hmm. all these things now I've got a story for all of these things I've been trying to work out why I was a bit unusual as a child and then you kind of have this you read a few things and you go "Oh, of course it all all makes sense my whole childhood now
0: yeah well because I also had OCD as a teen a young well sort of from about 10 to 13 really was the height of it I mean and you know still have tendencies to kind of ritual and magical thinking and, mm. and stuff like that because uh, also a lot of it was the religious upbringing which mm. you know i had that as well of the fear of uh, you know damnation and uh losing your soul and all of that
1: yeah i think but i think uh, that ocd kind of attaches itself to whatever your Mm-hmm. whatever you're kind of worrying about culturally, you know. So I think that if it hadn't have been religious things, it would have been something else, you know. So, um, and we all have those, there's a spectrum, isn't there? We all have those intrusive thoughts, you know. The one I have now as a kind of left-wing person, do you have this, it, when you vote, do you they, go away going, oh, oh, "Why am that I voted for the BNP or something like that? Do you have that? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but yeah, that's the yeah. new kind
1: of... Just a little intrusive thought I have when I vote. I go, oh, what if I voted for you, Kemp?
0: <laughs> I see some doors in front of us which say 19th of July, 1545, the day the Mary Rose sank. So I think we're about to see some action. Shall we head in? Let's head in. OK. This is the day, the day the music died. This is the, uh, I do love a, I love an introductory movie. Yeah. Yeah. I well, this is one of the things that's really changed about museums since I was a kid, was there was no, there was no short films as I remember. I mean, this is, I'm going back to the, the early 80s now, you see, Joe.
2: Yeah. Where
0: museums were really, there was nothing, like just the idea of being able to watch a telly would have been unspeakably exciting (laughs) to us. Right, we're in. Okay, Okay, so. Oh, it's a big screen. This is great. It's like Leicester Square. 19th of July, 1545. And there's an animation of the shit. Oh, look. Over she goes. Oh, God, they've cut straight to the money shop. There we go. Water flooding in. It's like a Guinness ad, actually. Oh, no. And look, there's people trying to get out
1: more than 500, 500
0: men on board mm-hmm. only 35 survived mm-hmm. this is quite a sombre beginning isn't it? It's, it it's directing us in there's a big white arrow telling us to get out lovely so we've whetted our appetites there with a few of the exhibits but now comes the point Joe, where we get to actually see the ship itself I'm very excited I am too here we go Oh, my goodness. It's so... Because it's very dark and atmospheric.
1: It is. And I it, can see a cannon. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Holy moly. Oh, my wow. God. It's enormous. <gasps> wow. OK. That. Oh, it's and incredible. it's like a ghost ship. It's so... That actually does make me feel a little bit shivery. Just...
1: Definitely haunted.
0: It's so... It's, I'm glad there's... So, there's a big glass wall... And then just the most enormous ship I've ever... I mean, not the most enormous ship I've ever seen, but, but an enormous ship. I mean, it's extraordinary. It's like... A, it is a skeleton, so it's just bits of wood and uh, some sort of steel bits holding it up.
1: It, I mean, it looks like a kind of... If there was, like, a ghost ship in Scooby-Doo yeah. or something like that,
0: <laughs> exactly that is what that. it would look like. Exactly that. All shaggy. I'm not feeling, uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling brave at all. I don't know what I was expecting. It's a lot more uh, intact than I had thought. So it does look like a, like the skeleton of a ship. Yeah. What did they say? Like 500 people on it at any given time? And that is not a lot of space for 500 people. The ceilings,
1: people. Are, I know people are shorter than them, but the ceilings are quite low as well. They're I'd very be small fine. <laughs> you
0: would struggle, but I, I'd be banging you know, my head. I'm only 4'11. I could happily scuttle about like the ship's rat. So, yeah, 40 years ago, this ship that we see before us was dragged up from the bottom of the sea where it had lain... For hundreds of years, and uh, I think we are actually going to speak to someone who was on the excavation team at the time who witnessed it emerging from the waters.
1: I'm very excited, yeah.
0: Head of research, Alex Hildred, is here, I believe. Hello, Lucy, lovely Hello. Nice to meet you. To Hello, meet Hello, hi. Thank you so much for talking to us. You're
2: welcome. I love your reaction to the ship, it's so oh big, that's God. absolutely
0: wonderful. Well, absolutely it kind of creeps wonderful. up on you as well. It's really well done. That well, I was you looking just... to the left,
1: yeah. and on the left, there's some cannons with some kind of models of. of of what a ship might look like. And I saw that and thought, oh, that's... And then I looked to my right and it all hit me at once. um.
2: Well, the whole idea is you've got a virtual gallery here, which is the same space as over there, and the objects that you see there are actually the real objects that we excavated from exactly opposite on the ship. The the misconception, though, is is the width of the ship, and that's because, actually, the whole of that hull should come right up against this glass wall, and the middle of the ship is... About where those people are standing, so it's only 12 metres wide. This gives you an ex- sort of accentuated width, which isn't really there.
0: I see. Oh, good. But so, I mean, we reacted quite strongly just to seeing it here today. But you were there, seeing it emerge yeah, from the water. Yeah. What was that like?
2: Well, it was amazing. Actually, the excavation was amazing. If you actually look there, you can see on those things that look like ribs, there are Mm -hmm. three little red tags. That's all the team in 1971 saw of the ship, and everything else was buried and on its (gasps) side. So you're seeing it upright, and you're looking at the hold and then four decks. of of a doll's house version of the ship because the other side basically deteriorated in time because the ship went down on its its right-hand side, its starboard side, Uh and it was entirely buried. So our museum runs on volunteers, but there were 500 volunteer divers who helped by hand to move all that sediment and expose the ship and then lift it. So it was actually the most fantastic feat yes. of endurance and of love, really, by all these people who you maybe only stayed for two weeks, some of them. Some of them, like me, stayed for 40 years.
0: Wow, 40 years yeah. of involvement. So when did you first get involved then? In 1979 as a volunteer diver. So oh, you a, were actually yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <gasps> and um, at the end of the 1979 season, I was asked to stay on as staff and, and I've stayed on ever since. What we're hearing now is our attempts to make this ship come alive mm-hmm. by projecting images into the exact space where... The, the people who are doing things so you've got the carpenter in one thing it, sawing for example or the surgeon in his ga- in his uh, surgery up there um, taking somebody's tooth out so we actually have got 66 different little tiny vignettes which we project into the ship uh, yes. so you can hear the sounds and see the people because the one thing that's missing from from what you're looking at the hull of the Mary Rose are, are the people and the objects yeah, now yeah, we put yeah. the objects opposite but it's making it come alive
0: well and it adds to the very ghostly feeling it of does. it that you yeah. sort of See the projections come and go. Yes, Where? so
2: it's now preparing for battle. You can hear the guns beginning to go. So we're in the midst of the battle here, and you'll soon see archers beginning to shoot the longbows in the in the waist over there, and the big guns are being prepared. The handguns. There's a carpenter shooting through his little window. Uh, yeah.
1: I grew up around here, and I was told by my teacher in year six that the reason the ship sank was because everyone waved at the king, <laughs> and they went to one side of the ship, and that tipped it over. Is that true?
2: Well, if you think of being like a mile out in the Solent and looking back at the shore, mm. do you think you could see somebody on a horse and wave to them? No. Well, really not. <laughs> um, we have no evidence for that. We right. did find a lot of people towards one side, but that's because when the ship basically turned on its side they all everything away. fell to that side so we would find i mean all the shot you know you've got over a, a 1200 shot of stone and iron for the big guns that all fell to one side taking people trapping people uh, one of our most important characters has got a damaged skull because of all the shot that he was found next to so yes that's we found people like that but no there's no evidence that that number of people was either too many for the ship because it's only you've got 415 listed and the 500 crew list for the cook, so 500 isn't going to be too much. Right. Um, the thing that really clinched it, if you look at those big square portholes yeah. there, so those are the gun ports, and all of the wow, lids okay. of those were found when eventually we tunnelled under the ship, hinged open. So whatever happened and how, she, why she got into the situation where she suddenly slightly turned, water entered through the gun ports. So had they been closed, the Mary Rose would have probably been able, you know, it's been so okay now, self. but, uh, and I've left nothing on the seabed for us, you know, the reason why the Mary Rose is important is because we've got her, and we've yeah. got her because this awful catastrophe happened in 1545, so, you know, to a certain extent, that catastrophe has given us this most wonderful slice of Tudor life, and there's yeah. the carpenter, you can see he's um, sawing, and did you hear the woof?
1: Yes. Yes. That's our there's very own...
2: Boards dog from Scooby Doo. <laughs> right. Did zooals. you
0: find the dog? You found the dog? I actually
2: was one of the ones who helped excavate the dog. Yeah, one dog. Just
0: one dog. Outside
2: oh. the carpenter's cabin. And, and that cabin, which we'll be able to see if we walked down the deck in a minute, it had a sliding door. And this is how personal the Mary Rose is. There was a little wedge keeping the door open in the runner. Gosh. Wow. You know, it, it is like, also, once you get to that tipping position and water comes in and you've got a sailing ship, the sails all go down and then the water gets onto the sails and yeah, pushes it over and yeah. pushes it over. And it must have been horrendous. Uh, This is a peace uh, episode. So this is the ship at peace before the battle begins. And you've got the ship's band. And this is because we found uh, a fiddle and some tabers, which are the the drums, and some recorder-type pipes. Um, and so I mean, I'm you, not
0: wishing to disparage them, but that, you know, uh, wouldn't get far and Britain's Got Talent. Would that's it? the sham
2: so Yes, the still cham, but nobody's heard that in, instrument ever before because one hasn't oh. been found, <gasps> and it was only known in history books. So we found one. What's it called? Made a sham col- a still sham or a doosoon. Oh my and, god! Um, and so it's the only one, and yeah. we can recreate the sound, and we can have a ship's band that sort of sounds harmonious. You're right; it wouldn't. I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't yeah. stand. <laughs>
0: So, Alex, this year you have discovered some... or new information has come to light about some of the crew members. Yes, of our
2: nine crew, crew members uh, that we've got facial reconstructions for, we, yeah. we found out that actually three of them were probably not born in England. Uh-huh. And one of them, um, his, he was born in England, he lived in England as a child, but his father was born in North Africa, so... Uh, Two of them are sort of southern European, and because of the objects found with them, we think one was Spanish and one was from Italy, and then the other one completely off the radar because he was wearing an Arms of England wrist guard, his isotope analysis from his teeth suggesting the climate he, he was in when he was born and when he yeah. grew up. So it, it actually looks as though it was North Africa and that's, that's where, where we expect. And so we're actually furthering that with looking at DNA on him at the moment. So hopefully we'll get the answers of that sometime next year. Now we've got two members of the crew who possibly have this North African link. It really is beginning to look quite much more cosmopolitan than we expected.
1: I must admit I assumed that everyone would be white and um, had an idea of of what the crew would look like and obviously that's not the case and um, I think we have this idea of Englishness being this thing which has existed forever and obviously it's not, it's kind of evolved as an idea and become different things and and has always been changing.
0: That the fact that when they were doing the reconstructions... ...they gave everybody palish skin... Mm. ...and now they're going back and saying... ...well actually do you know what... ...maybe they weren't actually pale... ...maybe they were North African or Southern European. It's just, it's just sort of quite interesting isn't it... ...about what we presume about England back in the olden days. And actually it's always been quite a, a sort of multicultural... ...or place of flux... ...especially in Portsmouth and ports actually... There have always been people coming and going from all over the world.
1: I suppose that's what Englishness is, if it's anything. It's about... It's it's a composite idea, isn't it? There's lots of cultures coming together to, to make this thing, and that's what it is now, and that's possibly what it's always been.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, I think it's time to let you guys loose and see what you think of it by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to catch up with you in one of my favourite places, and that's sort of two decks up on the upper deck, okay. where we're right open to the wind and the weather and everything else and a completely different group of people. Wow. So I'll, I'll see you later. Have a good trip. See you later.
0: Lovely. Thank you, Alex. See you later. So we've had a look around a few of the artefacts here. We have. And the surgery that you were so interested I in, I want to Joe, see some
1: gruesome things, yeah. We've
0: had a little taster of uh, some implements, but it's not really got gory...
1: No, there's no severed arms. Enough for you. No, that's but, uh... what you want to see. Shall
0: we let's head off and see if we can find something a bit more gritty?
1: This is what I've been looking for, some
3: gruesome things. Yeah. I'm excited about this.
0: Is that the bone saw? It's exactly, yeah, that's exactly
3: that. That's just what it is, a bone saw. Wow. Yes. So these are replicas of stuff that the doctor would have had on board the ship, the barber-surgeon. They're all replicas, but they're made from the same materials. Wow. And yes, that is a bone saw.
0: Amazing. Now you, sir, um, I will explain to our listeners, are dressed in tudor gear yes
3: i i am i'm just (laughs) as a tudor gentleman
0: now you do work here let's just i do work here this
3: kit i'm wearing probably doesn't suit the role i'm in at the moment Uh uh-huh but yes i'm a tudor gentleman i swan around the museum entertaining people how fantastic what's your name simon hello simon i'm lucy hello lucy i'm joe hello joe
0: simon thank you very much for for talking us through this stuff no worries Am I um, allowed to touch
3: this? You certainly are. Okay. It's a handling table. You can touch wow. them. Wow! That's a flesh knife. Okay. Flesh knife. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of the things do exactly what they say on the tin. That's a <laughs> that's a flesh knife.
0: So you would hack away the flesh. Yes,
3: I could to... use that to cut down to the bone. Okay, draw so... the flesh back. Ooh. Then take the bone saw. Ah.
0: And
3: amputate your arm.
0: Cool. And Lord. I would
3: had a hot iron in the braising dish there, cauterised the wound, and away you go. Oh, yeah? I'm feeling okay. a little bit...
0: Now, Joe's you make it sound up. very
1: simple, don't you? So away you go. Joe, <laughs> hi, yeah. I've got a big... A big well, a big, a big hammer. Big
3: wooden mallet, Joe, you yeah. have. Yes, they found a wooden mallet in a barber surgeon's chest on board the ship. And I'll show you exactly what they use a the mallet for. I'm a it's little not, bit scared. Uh, yeah, yeah you, I'm and you should away. be, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's not very nice, but I'll show you what they would do.
1: Okay. I don't know what part of my body's covered yeah. before.
3: <laughs> if you had damaged your finger in the rigging, let's just pretend, all right? And they were going to amputate your finger, they wouldn't amputate it in a normal way. Hack away at it. They would mm-hmm. put it on a on a table. Put a knife over it. Oh my. God. <gasps> Yes, and whack the knife with the mallet to cut it off cleanly. That's what the mallet was for. Wow. Yeah. Plus some other jobs, I'm sure, but that's basically what it was used for. Well, if I okay. ever need
0: to amputate in a hurry, then you I get know. a shave I have to do it. That's, on that's
3: good. On board the ship, yeah. What, get oh, a this shave. Is, oh,
1: what's
3: this? Yeah. this? That's, that's, sort of, that's sort of like the two tut- of shaving cream. I like. sort of right. like a blubber, whale blubber sort of stuff. I don't know quite what it is. That's what that is. A badger hair shaving brush. Lovely. Okay. And the two of the uh, Gillette G2. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So that's yeah. also what you'd use yeah. to amputate the fingers. Absolutely. And then and give someone a good yeah.
3: shave afterward. Right. And then wow. this
0: look doesn't look that scary, but I'm sure it you're going to make scary. it scary. This yes, is I'll a make tiny a little... It's like a toothpick, isn't it? I'll make it toothpick?
3: scary. It's actually a needle. Uh, yeah? Do you see there?
0: Yeah, oh, I see yeah. the they could, used, it, yeah. they
3: could have used that for all sorts of things. For yeah. Stitching people up absolutely, and for and and, and even for, for working away from the barber surgeon's cabin with this tool, yeah, that's what wow. I would use that for.
0: Well, you certainly are uh, knowledgeable, you know, I this am. Stuff. And how long have you been volunteer, volunteering? About five it, years then? or
3: so. Wow, goodness yeah. me! I and how did you get well. into it? I, ah, oh, I had a brain hemorrhage a while back, <gasps> yes, and my uh, psychologist suggested that I fill my time doing something worthwhile and substantial. Well, gosh. Yes, and I've inserted myself in a museum ever since, and they can't get rid of me. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's done me a world of good. Wow, Fantastic. and so were
0: you a, a keen historian before that? No, not, been...
3: keen wouldn't be the right word. I'm interested in history, certainly. It wasn't my job beforehand, but, yeah, I definitely, I love history.
0: Gosh, and yeah. are you well on? The, I hope Well, you seem great now. Are you well on the yes. way to recovery? I am.
3: I'm getting better and better, and a lot of it's down to the museum. I'm certain about that. I've yeah. well. been using these tools on you. So no. <laughs> no, 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 you would not want that, so, my yeah. friend. Trust no. No. <laughs> me. No, 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 not at all. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. to think you're yeah. probably
0: the best thing that's ever yeah. happened to them as yeah. well, yeah. Humanly, so yeah. and it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I have much. to show you
3: one more thing before go we go, on, please. Then. Yes. here we go. You're Make standing next to it. Funny it looks Make just like, it looks like a pepper grinder. That's exactly what it is. Oh, it is. He wow. should be doing my job. <laughs> it's a pepper grinder. And they found a the pepper grinder in the barber surgeon's chest. Oh.
0: Ah. Yes.
3: They use pepper for medicinal purposes and for cooking. Oh.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yes. What medicinal purposes do you know?
3: You can sense that they use it. They thought it cured flatulence it was one of the reasons they used well, it. Well, hello. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So I'm doing wrong.
0: Well, God, I know flatulence on board a ship would yeah, we not can't have that. be popular, would it? No, no. we don't like the museum
3: either. Fabulous, thank you no, so, no, thank so, you so
0: much for your time. It's been such a pleasure to yeah, meet thank you. thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks very much
3: indeed.
0: One of the things that has struck me is how important, how crucial the volunteers are to this place.
3: It's
1: definitely something which people are, people are doing and putting together because they love history and they love the idea of the May Rose. And when you come here, you see why people are so invested in it and why people want to share it Uh, I imagine it's an incredible place to volunteer because you get to share in that experience that we've had today
0: I mean I think the thing that impressed me as well was just how committed and enthusiastic the volunteers were
1: they were incredible I I, Simon was amazing but also I can see why they're so enthusiastic because it was so exciting to see I think it's that Portsmouth thing as well where Portsmouth's fantastic so you want to share it with people and, and there's lots of visitors from I was queuing up with some people from Australia and you know, there's people from all over the world coming and they're it's finding out It's the number it how exciting.
0: one uh, attraction in Portsmouth on TripAdvisor. Is I it? Mary Rose? on the way in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And rightly so, because there are so many volunteers. It's about 140 volunteers to about 50 full-time staff. So
1: the... They could take them in a fight if it came to it.
0: <laughs> they could, if they wanted to commandeer the ship, yeah. <laughs> they could take it over. But yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, that they really are the public face... They're just there because they love it and they're so enthusiastic.
1: They're incredible. Well, there's something new to see here. Oh, well, hello, this see... looks
0: like something.
1: This looks exciting and possibly dangerous. I'm excited <laughs> by that.
0: <laughs> I know. I feel that this may be the bit where I get to shoot you. Yeah. In some awful way, right? Let's... I hope not, but. Oh, and there's a big bit of rope. fun. Hello, right, let's go and have a look.
1: We've got a big hello. bit of hello. rope, some long bows.
0: Some I'm say Sort of attached to the wall, so it looks like.
1: And some sharp sticks.
0: And a sign saying "Smell me," <laughs> 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 which I might steal and put on myself. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I'm gonna go and have a sniff. Oh yeah. God. So we've picked up this rope, which is surprisingly heavy. <laughs> we look heavy, strange. And we're now sniffing. We're getting a really good half it of this like... rope. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. It smells it's, like the
1: past, it like does. history
0: oh yeah and it, it's a little bit tobacco-y it's like it, this is like the aftershave that my dream man would be wearing <laughs> oh, that's what you mean? a man that smells
1: of rope that's what really
0: for. like a sort of a horny-handed sea dog that's what i want <laughs> and rope and salt and tar it's gorgeous i love that i'm glad that they instructed us to smell it can we smell all the things yeah. why
1: not You're smelling a bit of... Smells good.
0: A bit of wood smells good.
1: I think this is just going to...
0: Oh, my God. That doesn't smell of anything. So this is... We've got a bit of shot here. It's a cannonball. A cannonball. That is really, really heavy. Go on. Shall we do a comedy thing where I hand it to you and then you drop it immediately?
1: Oh, that is heavy. It's about the size
0: of a baby's head. (laughs) 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 But the weight of... uh, Ten babies. Ten babies, yeah.
1: That's I would not want that coming at me on a ship.
0: God, this is great. This has been my favourite table so far. It smells good and it feels like, good. The, the
1: table's like padded so that you don't damage it when you drop the uh the ball on top of it. I didn't That's
0: think we'd amazing. be able to
1: touch this. I I assumed that everything would be behind glass.
0: Right, we have had an absolutely wonderful time, and I think we're coming to the end of our visit to the museum. So, Alex, before we go, we would love to see your favourite spot.
2: Okay, well, we have to walk this way, onto an open gallery. So if we pass the fighting top, so that's a crow's nest. Oh, God! Yeah. And it's not big, is it? We have to wait for it. Now, the reason why it's an airlock is because you're actually in the same environment as the ship. So wow. you have to think of the whole museum as a sort of critical care unit yes. to look after the cases. You've seen every case, air is delivered. Well, there's monitors all it. over the place, yeah. aren't there? there are. And so... Uh,
1: I've had some pepper, so I'm going to be OK, I think.
2: You've <laughs> had pepper. <laughs> we now have to wait for that door to shut. Ooh.
3: Okay, we're Through now. The we're,
2: yeah, you, so you can hear now. We've got the sounds of the water, oh, but nice. you're actually in the same space as the ship. And from the midpoint of this gallery, you can look down on it as though you're swimming over it and just see it oh, in front God. of you. It smells gorgeous. You in can here. smell it. Like oh, thing that hits lovely. you, is not it? That? It is. Yeah. But that's the the wood and the polyethylene glycol, which has been used to conserve the wood. Yeah. But you just get the whole feeling of how big it is and also sort of how big it is but yet how small it is as well yeah yeah and you can look at all the considering decks and all the, the amount the of people
0: who would have been on board that I've now got much more of a sense of that from you thank you
2: and this is also my favorite gallery because over there is a bronze gun and it's the first thing I touched um, in October 1979 with my first dive was the wow. back end of it, the, the Cascabel button, it's called, um, and it was the first first gun that we found on the Mary Rose, first bronze gun that, that in modern times was found in, in
1: 1970. So you touched touching that with your bare hands when yeah, diving? Yeah, bare wow.
2: hands, yeah. So you've got my favourite gun and my favourite view...
0: Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank
1: you so much for talking to us, Alex. It's been incredible.
0: I know well, we couldn't have hoped for a better guide. Someone who's been here since the beginning. And hopefully we'll continue to see it evolve and find out more and more. Hope so. Well you'll have to come back again and you being Portsmouth, you should have, I know, have no excuse.
2: Yeah, My ticket's valid
1: for a whole year, so I'm gonna be here every week I think. <laughs>
2: well bring your friends, you know, have a have a comedy jamboree here. I will,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: The thing about modern museums that I love, they are very tactile and it's, you know, you're thrown in and you're allowed to look at stuff. And we did a lot of touching. I did a lot of smelling.
1: It was, it was amazing touching a bit of the, the wood from the ship. I, I just didn't think that would be allowed. I assumed because I remember going to some other museums when I was younger and they had kind of replica things yep. that you could touch this was the real stuff that you could get in there and touch.
0: Yeah, like, you know, going to a museum is not necessarily about kind of coming away with, you know, a, a thousand facts and dates and figures. It's about having had a sort of fun experience and, you know, maybe peripherally you've you've absorbed something about it. And I don't think people should be sniffy about that. I kind of felt like when I used to go to museums as a kid, it was a, it was sort of not inclusive or fun or it was definitely aimed at adults and it was up to you to sort of keep up and find something interesting which I never really did and now I think I take the kids to museums and it's it's all geared towards how can we make it a bit more fun and a bit more Interactive and exciting and you know and you're not telling kids off for because we used to get told off for touching things or running around and I mean mm. now this
1: was the real stuff that you could get in there and touch which and was, some it was quite
0: gruesome as well wasn't it I mean I would have struggled a bit I think with some of the grislier things when I was a kid
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so those are the things that, what I would have liked I liked ah, um, okay. I had a weird mix of, of real anxiety about people dying but also really being quite morbid and liking uh, (laughs) things about torture and stuff like that, so that was a real contradiction as a child.
0: You know, yeah, some of it I was like, do I really want to go... If I get the gig right in the new Saw (laughs) film, then I think I've got some ideas. You really have. Thanks for listening to Meet Me at the Museum with me, Lucy Porter.
1: And me, Joe Wells, at the Mary Rose Museum in Portsmouth.
0: If you've liked this episode of the podcast, please rate, subscribe or tell a friend.
1: Don't forget, if you've got a National Art Pass, you can get free entry or discounts on museums all around the country.
0: Oh, yeah.